Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Political Straight Talk. I am your host, the Political Superman. Tonight's episode will be primarily about the food stamp program, but we're also going to discuss uh, probably a little bit of government cheese, because I had an epiphany about it today. We will also discuss current events before we get into the food stamp program, and here are the rules for being on the program, both in the chat and on the phone. If you are a white supremacist, keep it to yourself. If you're a Black Panther, keep it to yourself. If you do things unnaturally with animals, your mother, she makes you macaroni and cheese or whatever, keep it to yourself. We're not interested. Okay? We love Chick-fil-A here, so if you start bad-mouthing Chick-fil-A, you're out of here. And that's just the way it is. Oh, and by the way, they're going to begin their sponsorship again of this program, so yes, we love Chick-fil-A. Have a number one large size with a cherry Coke. It will make you happy. Buttery goodness with a little bit of barbecue sauce. Now, for the news. Uh, First of all, in our area today, we had a lockdown because of shots fired in the vicinity of three schools. Now, that sounds like it was just busy all over town, but the truth is the three schools are right next to each other. There was an active shooter in the area, but the schools were not the target. It was a recalcitrant raccoon that was the target. (laughs) And as a result of the very alert school person that heard these shots fired, this man is being charged with a felony. Not because he discharged his firearm, because he legally did so. He illegally shot at a raccoon, which is a state animal, and is protected within the borders of this state. And you cannot shoot a protected animal. So he's being charged with a felony. Poor guy. I guess I should call him and tell him that he picked a purple iris because that'll get him arrested for another felony, which is the state flower. Oh, yeah, and he hit a a hummingbird, which is the state bird. Three felonies in one day, he would be having a bad day. Anyway, so the active shooter situation, which was responded to by law enforcement agencies from four counties, and they did so very quickly, mind you. Um, It was pandemonium all because of a raccoon. Kind of funny when you think about it. Okay. Also today, we have uh, been seeing the media have to eat some serious crow, both over how they've handled the shooting in Parkland, Florida, and the Russian investigation. When word came out that the grand jury was going to come down with 13 indictments. The news media began talking about how they were all connected to Trump and this was going to be the downfall of Trump, 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 Trump. Then the assistant U.S. attorney comes out and says very clearly, no Americans 
which Donald Trump is one, were involved in this process. Meaning, the president did not collude with these people to try and swing the election. And of course, the news media was not very happy about that. Uh, As a matter of fact, BSNBC and uh, the Clinton News Network tried to keep the same, keep that same sad story alive. Which, by the way, Parkland, ironically, fell off the map today. If anybody happened to be catching the news right around press conference time, and all they've been talking about this evening is Russian probe. So, I do find it interesting. On a good note, Parkland. The, on GoFundMe has raised nearly $2 million to support the families. The coach's family has received almost a million dollars in contributions uh, from three or four different funding sources, but still receiving money. So we're glad that people are stepping up for that. Uh, let's see, anybody else got any news of note before we move into the topic of the evening? No. Jennifer Aniston and her husband have split. Justin Thoreau, yeah, they split. (laughs) It's $240 million uh, that's up for grabs. He owns 20 of it. She owns 220. I don't think I'd be talking about that if I was him. I'd take my 20 and go on. Mm Yeah. All right, so I have somebody wanting to come in. I'll let them come in before we go to roundtable discussion. You got the floor. Hello, how are you doing? My name is Mike here. Um, I have a little brief news report. It's an unconfirmed report. Uh, I'm getting a word from in the talk show community that one of our own might, might have um, passed away. So if anybody knows anything, uh, that would be no, uh, her, uh, her name is Aquila. Aquila Dixon Turner. So we're trying to get some confirmation on that. So I just want to spread the word. And what community? I'm sorry, I missed, I missed the first part the of it. The talks you, yeah, the talks you community. Um, and um, yeah, so if anybody knows any possible thing, uh, she her her original call is uh, one four zero one three six. Um, she's a common law practitioner, but. Um, Anybody knows her? Just uh, you know, I hope we'll uh, we'll pray and just hope everything's okay. There's a uh, her. Oh, what's the guy's name? He's on here on occasions, um, but he would know her because they are very similar in how they believe and see things. So he may know. Um, if I run across him, I'll mention it. What was her podcast okay. number? One four zero. One three six. Barbara, write that down. One four zero one three six. All right. If I if I run across anything or I see him, I'll pass it along and see what I can find out, and I'll look you up. Okay. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sure. I'll yield back pretty soon. Too. Sure. Thank you. All right. So, any other news items of note? None. Well. What's the gentleman's name that used to be in All in the Family? Played Meathead. I'm horrible. Rob Reiner? Yes. Mm-hmm. He was on... Uh... Tucker Carlson. 
Thank you. Tucker's program tonight. I told you I'm horrible <laughs> with names. Couldn't think of either one of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I and I tweeted Tucker and I said, if you have him on again, I will stop watching your show. Yeah, he, he was um, he was calling Trump a traitor. He said, or he said, he said that they were that he was trying to get Tucker to admit that that Trump somehow or another was being traitorous because he wasn't doing anything in retaliation for what the Russians have done. <laughs> what What would you do? Yeah. What are you going to do? do? No, that's kind of what I was thinking too. You know, I mean, there's no. Listen, there's no way out. to meddle in their elections. They meddle in their own damn elections. They're fixed oh, yeah. before they ever have them. Well, that was what Tucker said. Tucker pointed out the fact that, um, <laughs> no. you know, that, uh, that that there's countries that do this all the time, that this is not yeah. new. I know, yeah. But, Where that, was Rob? But Reiner was making such a big deal out of it because of the uh, use of the Internet. Well, pfft. You know, as if that makes all that much difference. I mean, it is just really – I'm tired, to be honest with you, frankly tired of them wasting our taxpayer money on all these stupid investigations that come up with what? Thirteen Russians okay. that they're indicting. Well, who's going to jail and when? That's what where, I want. Was, where was Reiner's outrage when Barack Obama used taxpayer money to try and influence the election in, in, in Israel? Where was that Well, listen, I'm not. Yeah, well, let's just not travel down that road. Rob Reiner, I everybody mean, knows. Everybody knows his belief system. Everybody knows um, how he is. Okay, so I don't. Father's just as bad. I don't know why anybody would be surprised that he went on there and said what he said. Okay. Uh. Now, having said that, uh, Tucker Carlson knows. I mean, they knew what they were doing when they brought him on. Tucker knew what he was doing. Tucker has to be confrontational, okay? And and that's what yeah. it would have been. So you just you take it with a grain of salt. Listen, this whole gun business that people are talking about, I've I've seen. I saw where somebody sent a check to the White House that said thoughts and prayers in the money part of it. Um, Rush Limbaugh said it best today when he said that, you know, no more guns, chanting no more guns in the streets isn't going to change anything. Just like the uh, people of Great Britain in World War II going out and chanting no more bombs to Germany wouldn't work either. Mm -hmm. This campaign is not catching traction. And I'll give you an example. Last night, 25 people from Indivisible showed up for a candlelight vigil that was put all over our newspaper, all over the uh, web. I mean, it was blasted everywhere. Big candlelight vigil, blah, blah, blah. 25 people showed up for the big candlelight vigil. So they're out there talking, yapping their flap, and they start, uh, no guns, get rid of guns. Guns would have stopped this. Well, what they didn't count on was the about 400 people that were there to make sure they didn't start yapping their flap about guns. And when they did, well, obviously the pro-gun crowd won. Um, Even today, I will tell you when the situation happened here, guess what? You had a bunch of good old boys showing up up there with, guess what? Firearms ready to take into their own hands. I told you that's how it works around here. 
Well, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Okay. Speaking of working around there, I did see something else today in the news that uh, Congress is trying to convince Corker to stay on. Yes. <laughs> they're worried well, about yeah. they're worried about Tennessee going blue. No, they're not. I'm not no. worried about Tennessee going well, that blue. That's what it said in the article. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, I'm a resident of the state of Tennessee, and I keep my ear to the ground. Here's the issue. Okay, and then we're going into food stamps. The issue here is that Phil Bredesen, who was Nashville, uh, Nashville's mayor and a governor here, he is a very fiscally conservative Democrat. Okay, he's pro-life, and he is very attractive to middle-of-the-road Republicans. Okay. And so a lot of Republicans that may not necessarily like Marshall Blackburn could migrate to him. And so that is the that's the issue. If Marsha's going to win this election, and she can win it, she's got to come out swinging a little bit more than she has been. But she will. She's got good people around her, and she will do what needs to be done. I talked to one of them yesterday, and gave them a suggestion of how to handle Knoxville. Knoxville's the problem because they Governor Bredesen did very well in Knoxville. They're afraid he's going to do very well there again given that there's no love between the Haslam's and Marsha Blackburn's bunch. Um, they're afraid that the Haslam's might very quietly push people towards Bredesen. Now, here's the deal. There's enough people in this state that would vote for Bredesen and not for Corker. Republican yeah, Corker will, never, Corker will so, never win anyway. In a, in a heartbeat. I vote for Barack Obama before I would vote for Corker. Now, here's the thing. Papers haven't been pulled yet here. Well, they may have pulled them, but they've not been filed. And I will tell you that Bredesen won't go head-to-head against Corker because Bredesen needs Knoxville, and he wouldn't get Knoxville. Bredesen would not beat Corker in a head-to-head matchup. And I saw that BS poll that they put out, and it's exactly that BS. Um, the Tennessean put out a BS poll, and when I looked at the internals, that poll was conducted over two days in the city of Nashville. Mm. Okay, not an accurate reflection of, of stuff. Right. Yeah. It's just like going and doing a Republican poll and coming into East Tennessee and doing the poll just in East Tennessee. Well, those numbers aren't going to be right because East Tennessee is 16 to 1 Republican. Just It's it's not going to be right. So, yes, I do know that some Democrat or some Republicans are trying to talk Corker into staying. I don't think they need to. I think they need to let Marsha get through this primary, get her legs of running in a statewide race. She's never ran a statewide race. Let her get her legs. She'll be fine. She's the next senator. She'll be fine. Yeah, I'd like her. Um, like our next governor will be a woman as well. So we'll have a woman senator and a woman governor. God help us all. High on crack with Diane Black. Governor yeah. Diane Black. Listen, I, with without being too hyper-local, Diane is the best choice for keeping business moving in Tennessee. Bill Lee's a punk, and Randy Boyd is a quitter. So, well, you know, Diane's a rhino. Diane may be, but I'm going to tell you something. When it comes to when it comes to keeping the economic growth of the state of Tennessee going, she'll be fine. There's enough; she'll do well. There's enough Republicans 
that aren't rhinos in the state house that will block her. And remember, to override a veto takes a simple majority in this state. Mm-hmm. So oh, we're fine. You, you have to trade off. With Bill Lee, Bill Lee won't stay with it because he has to put yeah. his business in a blind trust. He wants that money, okay? Yeah. And then he has to pull all of his commercials off of TV. I mean, that's going to hurt his business. He ain't going to do it. Okay. Um, Randy Boyd is a quitter. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you right now, much like jumping Joe Carr, people are going to remember that. He was put up for a job. He withdrew from that. Okay? And he withdrew for two reasons. Okay? And one of them is valid. The other was because they wanted him to run for governor. He got the exposure that he needed. They wanted him to run for governor. I don't want somebody like that. That's why nobody voted for jumping Joe, because he did exactly mm-hmm. that. He jumped. Mm-hmm. So, in in... Since I gave you the long answer about that particular thing, Jill, here's the deal. If Corker jumps in before the filing deadline, he is the senator for six more years. The smart thing for him to have done was to went ahead and run for re-election because no, Demo- no real Democrat would have challenged him. Run for re-election, he would have won, wait a year, and then step down. That's how you handle that. Because Lamar Alexander is going to be leaving, too. And then you're going to have a problem, because now you're going to have two junior senators from Tennessee. Uh-huh. I'd rather have two juniors than Lamar Alexander. Well, yeah, maybe. Okay, anyway, so let's let's get on let's get on with the, the meat of the program today. And ironically, that we should oh, no, say there's meat. There's no meat in that part of the program. I'm oh, sorry. Ironic that we say meet because we're going to talk a little bit. Now, as of, and and here's the deal. These statistics, um, yeah, let's just, uh, okay. So in fiscal year 2017, food stamp use was $42.6 million. Okay, now to give you an idea of how the fiscal year runs, the fiscal year runs October to October, or October to September. (laughs) October 1st, 2016 began the 2017 fiscal year for the government. Okay? As of July of 2017, food stamp usage was 42.6 million Americans. That's down from 44.2, okay? And the 2017 figure is the lowest since 2010. Now, I have a question about all these statistics. When you consider the fact that, you know, illegals and and foreigners and immigrants and whatnot are getting getting welfare, how can Mm -hmm. you you refer to them as American citizens? Do you? Yeah. It doesn't differentiate between the two, so we're just going to use the term, okay? Okay. Now, the lowest figure was in 2010 when 40.3 million were on food stamps, and the number peaked at 2013 with 47.6. Okay. Now, let me kind of give everybody a history of SNAP, or the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, as it's called. It started in 1959, and then John F. Kennedy implemented a pilot version of the program 
1964, the program was made permanent. Under the program, working-age adults without children can receive benefits for three months in three years. Now, that's interesting. After that time limit, they must work at least 80 hours per month or participate in an education or job training program for that same amount of time. States can waive the three-month time limit when unemployment rates rise, and may many states did, Tennessee being one of them, during the economic recession that started in the 2000s. Um, as the economy's picked up, states have had to drop waivers, and since 2016, when President Trump took over, uh, he said, look, we're going to reimplement this, and we will not be giving waivers. So, April the 1st, uh, 500,000 to approximately a million across 22 states lost their benefits. Now, here's the thing, and, and I'm going to read this part, so this will be a quote. But analysts say that while reinstating work requirements has contributed to the drop in program participation, so has the better economy, since fewer people are in need. Data show that the share of the U.S. population participating in SNAP tracks with the share at or below the poverty level. So the lower number of recipients, say Melissa Botek, Vice President of Poverty to Prosperity Program at the Center for American Progress, libtards, is a good thing if more people are finding jobs and finding higher wages. It's a bad thing if people are living in areas where there's no jobs or they have barriers to work and they're not able to access nutrition assistance. Now, the number of people receiving SNAP benefits has previously fallen between 1981 and 88, President Reagan, a decline of 3.8 million people. And then again in 1994 and 2000, 10.3 million fewer. Now, the economy uh, led to that, obviously. Now, here's something, again, I'm going to quote, okay? But states have re-implemented work requirements there are states that have re-implemented the work requirement, have generally experienced greater drops in SNAP participation than in other states. Alabama put its work requirement back in place on January 1st. By May 1st, SNAP participation in the state was down 85% in 13 counties. In Kansas, the amount of people receiving benefits was 75% lower around two years after its governor reinstated work requirements in 2013. In Georgia, there was a 62% drop on April 1st, the deadline for recipients to find work under the reinstated rule. What does that tell you? Republican lawmakers have pushed for further limits on exemptions from work requirements. There are talented people across our country who aren't pursuing the full potential of their capabilities, largely because government incentives make it more profitable in some cases to stay home and collect welfare than to pursue personal growth and responsibility through work. Now, I agree with that. So, let's, yeah, here here we go. Uh, Republicans in the House of Representatives have proposed in their budget resolution cutting about $150 billion from the program over the next decade. President Trump, long a critic of SNAP, has proposed a budget that would cut $193 billion to the program over 10 years. We need people to go to work. Okay. 
If you're on food stamps and you're able-bodied, we need you to go to work. If you're on disability insurance and you're not supposed to be, if you're not truly disabled, we need you to go back to work. Now, the cuts must come from somewhere, and the solution could be decreasing eligibility for those who can receive benefits. There's no way you get that much money without cutting benefits to people who qualify for the program. Okay, now this is where the partisan politics comes in. Now, this Center for Progression, and I chose the liberal article for a reason, says that eventually could cut benefits to 8 million households per year. Okay? Uh, Found that after Kansas... There's a study that found that after Kansas re-implemented its work requirements in 2013, nearly 60% of people who had been removed from the program found employment within 12 months. And those people who had been removed saw their incomes rise on an average of 127% per year. Okay, now, the Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, and everybody knows how those jerks are, Predicts participation will continue to fall over the next decade by 1% to 2% annually. In 2027, there are expected to be 32 million people on the program, according to that office. Now, let's take that and how it currently is. The GAO, the Government Accounting Office, estimates that nearly 10% of the yearly budget is fraud. Now, when I say that, that's included with people getting benefits that aren't supposed to. It includes people that are selling them. It includes people that are uh, filing for dead people, false people that don't exist, using Lifeline, because Lifeline comes out of that program as well. Okay. So... Now let's throw a monkey wrench in there and let's talk this out. So last week, the president, being the president, decided to (laughs) make life interesting for people and say that he wants to take the food stamp program, do away with it, and ration out, basically hand out commodities like they used to do back in the 80s. There were still food stamps in the 80s, but what he wants to do is he wants to supply non-perishable stuff, staples, as it were, that can supplement people buying groceries on their own. Now, I'm going to tell you that back in 2015, I took the food stamp challenge. And basically, that is you get $35 a week in the food stamp program to provide meals for one person, 35 bucks. I'm going to tell you, I did it for a week. I ate a lot of bologna sandwiches. <laughs> a lot. No government cheese? No government cheese. Man, I would have been as happy as a pig in slop with that grilled bologna and cheese sandwich. Holy crap. Just think, if there's cheese in that commodities box, I can go buy a $2.50 pack of beef bologna, and dude, I would be in heaven. The boss lady would not have to make me a sandwich for nothing. I'd go cook my own, make sure it was golden brown and ooh, buttery goodness. I'm just saying. So um, it it was tough. 
But I think part of the problem is that people have gotten, um, I'll use an example, I won't mention any names, but I'll use an example. Particular family, there is five in the family, okay? And they receive food stamps. And they receive to the tune of, and they receive a little more than $35. I think it's about $650 a month, food stamps, for a family of five. Now, if I had to, I could make that run for five people. I wouldn't want to because I have to have steak every now and then, and I wouldn't be able to have steak. I'd have to have beans and potatoes. And you don't want me to have beans and potatoes all the time. Now, here is my question. I'm I'm just going to start it out. What do y'all think about the proposal, which, by the way, is never going to go anywhere, but it's good to talk about. The president's proposal to do away with the food stamp program as we know it and provide people with commodities. It would help local farmers, too, by the way, which is why they gave great. out the government cheese. I think and it's great. I will, I'll go ahead and start with Duracell. Go with it. What? Oh, was it? Maybe it was maybe it was Chairman that was talking. Go ahead, Chairman. <laughs> yeah, how did you get me mixed up with Barbara? I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's great for the elderly because they don't have to go out and get their groceries. It's shipped straight to their house. Well, let me no. You'd have to get well some of them. But here's the thing: the Meals on Wheels programs. Anybody dealt with the Meals on Wheels program recently? No. Let me tell you what they do. I was impressed with this. They will bring you boxes, and it's got those frozen meals like Jenny Craig, okay? And you get these cases that's got all these meals in there. Pop that baby in the microwave, voila. They also give you canned goods, non-perishable stuff. They give you some perishable stuff, too. But I think that that program right there needs to be increased. For the elderly. I think that would solve a ton of problems right there. So I agree with you just under a different banner. Anyway, go ahead, Chairman. I do apologize. I just think it's a great idea. I think it cuts out a lot of the fraud because when I had the food stamps after I lost my job and couldn't work and was... um, Medically supervised. Now, you were um, not going to tell anybody that I was buying those, and I don't appreciate that at all. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. Um, I found there's a lot of things at Kroger that you could buy that I don't know if necessarily our taxpayer dollars should be paying for. I think, things, I think some of the things were um, marginal. I don't, you know, I don't think that we should buy sodas and chips. And I mean, because a lot of people that I see, they'll run into like a Seven Eleven and get a, a bag of chips and a Coke. Yep. And um, you know, anything that's in the deli that's cold, you can buy. Some of those things were really good for me because I could do the I can warm the soups up and things like that. But that also includes 
um, I'm pretty sure a wedding cake was probably bought with that because you can get anything that's in the deli that's cold. Yep. So cupcakes, cakes, birthday cakes, whatever you can get with food stamps. And they get around they get around the hot bar by cooking the stuff and then cooling it and selling it cold. That or they sell it to you first while it's still cold and then heat it up. There is a store here that makes pizzas. You have to buy that. They'll you tell them what you want on the pizza. They'll make the pizza. They'll wrap it. You take it up to the counter. You pay for it. You tell them you you pay for it with EBT. I watch this now, and yeah. then they'll go. Do you want us to cook it for you? Yeah. Well, that's a free service, so we'll cook it for you. And they throw it back on there. I'm well, like, uh, wow. what's the what's the other pizza that's raw when you get it? You talking about Papa Murphy's? Papa Murphy's takes EBT. Yep, they sure I, do. I I never use them, but I I found out before I um got my stash uh, depleted my stash that they had used them, <clears throat> and I'm okay with some things like that if you can't make it. Like I can't go to chill. I can't go to the grocery store and buy stuff for ten dollars and make chili. Where I can go to Wendy's and get one of those family things. And make a it's a pot of chili for ten dollars. You can't make it for ten dollars, not for all the meat and the beans and stuff that they put in there. Okay. But most people think that you know they can't pick and choose what you can put on that card, but they can. Now remember, I spent almost two decades in the banking in banking, and they can put any codes in there. That right. can allow you to purchase or not purchase. It's called an Anything. IIAS system. Anything. It's the IIAS system, and if it's got a barcode, it yep. it can be. Uh, it can be coded. Say, right. Yeah, it can be say it can say yes or no. <clears throat> because yep. even when I was at Bank of America, and had a company credit card, and took the company car to the dealership to have the oil changed and it have have it serviced. They called me and said, um, we're gonna let this charge go through but you have to get permission from your uh from your regional to get this service. I said, it's his company car. I'm his assistant. So they knew exactly when that charge came through what it was yep. and they had to call them. <clears throat> so no, I can run I can I can attest to that. I had to deal with that this morning. Yeah. So they know what goes on those cards and what doesn't go on, what what can't go on those cards. Right. There's a there is a grocery system that is very similar to the IIAS system, and what it does is it codes everything. And grocery stores are required if they participate in the SNAP program, they have to submit a coding list, and they. They will be spot checked to make sure that, you know, hey, this list is up to date, blah, blah, blah. So you don't want to run up to the hot bar, have them put a meal together, run a uh, run that barcode over the scanner, and it be accepted on EBT because if that happens, they'll pull your EBT. But mm-hmm. anyway, having, having said all that, so, uh, and I know there's a couple of people on here. <coughs> 
that are going to say something about the nanny state because in times past we've we've had this conversation not in depth but we've had it um so we'll <laughs> yeah next up to comment on president trump's idea let's see they said they were just listening well bean you're the next one on the list Well, I haven't personally seen what his idea is in writing, and I would want to. I would want to see all the specifics before I really weighed in on it. Well, the specifics uh, are this: you go to a center, you pick up your commodities, you leave. That's how they're going to do it. Commodities. Yep, just like they did it back in the eighties when you went and got flour and macaroni and all that stuff. Uh, same thing. Okay. Same. Okay. Same okay. exact concept. Fair enough. That, that's good enough. Okay, so in other words, what this is, again, is about control. And for me personally, you know, I read a book a long time ago um, that had to do with human nature and people. And one of the things it talked about in this book um, is, um, you know, that people and human nature, in terms of th- there's there's – basic needs and then there's some that are not so basic and for me food clothing and shelter are basic needs and that's what was listed in this book as such okay um and one of the biggest problems that i have right now the way our political system is working uh the way our government's working uh in light of a lot of the laws that have been passed such as the health care law uh you know i'm I'm one of these from the old school that I was born in the 60s and you know and and I don't recognize my country anymore because we have had more and more freedoms taken away. Listen, I remember when we did not have to we weren't required to buy car insurance. And so when it comes to to what a person puts on their table for their family, I don't believe that is up to anyone other than the family member that's actually going to cook it or prepare it or whatever to determine what is actually purchased for that table. And as long as it comes out of your pocket, you're right. Okay, but see, there it is. You want to control because it's money-oriented. And see, this is the greed that drives our country that has it right in the position that it's in right now. Back in the day, the JFK 60s, people didn't walk around with the kind of greed that they have today. Sorry. You didn't, you know, it wasn't, you weren't, you didn't look down on millionaires because you were a billionaire. It didn't work that way. People didn't live that kind of life. Now, I said 30 years ago, let me, please let me finish. I said 30 years ago that the house industry was going to go belly up, it did. I said that the real estate industry was going to go belly up, because it, and it did. And you know why? Because of the accumulated value of property that realtors were, were toting, and because of the auto manufacturers having to have more money, the CEOs and everybody having to have more money all the time. It's always, always, always about who has and more than what. Wrong answer. On you right That's now. So wrong you answer. You're controlling what people... <laughs> The food they put in their mouth, you're acting like Venezuela. That's all I got to say. Okay. First and foremost, first and foremost, uh, predicting that a market is going to go belly up 30 years before it does, it's cyclical, so you were bound to be right at some point in time. 
Secondly, the housing market did not go belly up because of money. Well, it did go belly up because of money. It didn't go belly up because of greed. It went belly up because loans were approved that people couldn't repay. And when right. the piper came to say it's time to repay, they couldn't. So, boom, here goes the market. People that should never have been put in homes because they were not fiscally responsible over, got put in homes. Overextended credit loans. So that is why those markets, real estate and housing, went belly up. They have since recovered. There have been tighter Tighter regulations, well, I say regulation, we're not going to say regulation because it wasn't regulated, but there are tighter markets, and that's what there needs to be. Hey, Fabian, can I say something? Well, I'd appreciate not using my name, but yes, you sure can. Oh, honey, Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> we're using pseudonyms now. Okay, anyways. Um, Love, man. Shut up, Barbara. The boss lady's speaking. Y'all zip it. I think, oh, my gosh. I think that um, we should have some control on it because it affects everything. When you start, people are allowed to just, you know, go and buy chips and sodas and Twinkies and all of that. It also affects your health care as well. Okay? And then we have... Like the Obamacare, all of that, it affects all of us. And right. so we, they should be, have to get like fresh fruits and vegetables and lean proteins and, and beans and, and things like that because there's a bigger picture there. I don't think no. that. Because they're taking money away from somebody else to give to them to have now, substance. Now, here's here's okay. Well, let's take this to a different level. Let me let me bring it back around. Okay. So, we have the president that wants to do commodities, okay? And part of me, I, I agree with actually everybody on this topic and I'm going to tell you why. When Sam's Club got into financial trouble, Sam's Club used to not accept food stamps. Okay? You wanted to buy food in there, cash and carry, buddy. Well, about two years ago, three years ago, they began to accept EBT. Their market share soared. Well, Costco saw that, oh, hey, Sam's is doing this different, so we're going to do it. Well, what happened to their market share? Up it goes. Um and in Sam's Club, I'm going to tell you, I've been to many Sam's Club. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a Sam's Club junkie. I love Sam's Club. And before Boss Lady says anything, she is just as bad, if not worse, than I am about Sam's Club. And so I have observed as people paid with food stamps at multiple Sam's Club. And I'm going to tell you who they are. They don't speak English. And most of them are either Indian, true Indian, not Native American, but Indian. Dot. And, uh, yeah, dot heads. <laughs> um, and none of them speak English. And all of them, nearly all of them, are Muslim. Okay. Now, how can I make this? Point made earlier. 
No, not really. Um, you get rid of all the immigrants in this country that shouldn't really be here, to be honest with you. Uh, you'd probably save a bundle. Well, we don't know that they're legal or illegal, so, I mean, you know, whatever. But uh, I do agree. Get rid of the illegals, and then, you know, your social services aren't going to be as bogged down. So that is true. So let's go back to, let's round it back to products. And the reason I say Sam's Club is because Sam's Club market share and their the money they're bringing in went up because of EBT. So if you shop at Sam's Club, Costco, the box, you know, the big uh, warehouse stores like that, you'll know that you can go in there and get 30, 45 Cokes for, you know, 10, 15 bucks. You can go in there and get great big bags of chips. And since, you know, I don't like chips at all and would not eat chips at all, I don't buy them, but, you know, I see it. Uh, me, vegetables, fruits, that's my section of the store. I abhor the candy section. Anyway, uh, back to the point. Uh, okay, so what if the food, the the soda industry, the carbonated beverage industry, spends millions a year lobbying for food stamps. Why is that? Okay, they did a breakdown of the stuff that was purchased in 2015 and 2016 by using the SNAP program, and they found that a whopping 13 percent was sodas. Do you realize how much money that is? Thirteen percent. Thirteen percent of the total SNAP budget, the food stamps of all the food stamps in the United States, thirteen percent of the total amount spent was sodas. Well, I'm gonna tell you that Milo sweet tea, that Milo ghetto sweet tea is just almost as many sugar grams as a soda, so it's probably twenty percent. You know what okay. I think it is. Have you ever noticed how many uh, Hobby Dobbies there are in uh, convenience stores that own them? <sighs> I know many what? Country. Have you ever noticed all the foreigners that own convenience stores? Of course they own I saw a video where th- there were some people calling them out. They were going in, and these people, I think we were in California somewhere, somewhere out west. It may have been Washington, but they were going into a store, and they were using their EBT cards to pay for nothing but grocery carts of soda to take back to their convenience store to mark up and resell. Yep. I mean, that, I wouldn't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Okay, but, you know, that's that has so to be the good a- old American people that, uh, let's say, the elderly, for an example, who might like to have a soda once in a while because they're at home and they're enjoying their retirement, whatever, and, you know, they should be deprived of it if they don't make enough money on their measly Social Security check because all the foreigners are eating those up, um, that they, you know, they're, they're just, it's just not right. The way things are going on in this country, it's like the, the government makes these decisions to bring all these yin-yangs in here, and then because of the crap that they pull, we end up paying the price for it. And this is what this is the part of this that is is the biggest. It just grabs my crawl about any kind of foreigners. Now I don't have a heart that's full of hate, but when you know when you get to a point where it's constantly, constantly, constantly affecting you or yours or somebody that you care about that you know, 
that's tough. It gets old after a while. <laughs> so we have a program that you can, basically it's been said, you can get anything that's cold that's food, okay? Um, you can even get bags of ice, which I've never understood that, but hey. Now, if... You can get ice, but you can't get toilet paper? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I you don't can't bottom, but by George, you can get ice. You can see I don't you can necessarily... Maybe have any soap. Okay, I think we've made two egregious errors here. The first one is, the food stamp program, even in itself, means supplement. Okay, it is to help supplement your groceries, not be a sole provider of them, number one. And this is the way I see it. I've always seen it this way, and, you know, people do disagree with me, but they have the right to be wrong, and I've always told them that. One, if you agree to take a government handout, you agree to the terms and conditions of that handout. So, for example, if you get a disability check from the government, the government says to you, okay, we're going to give you this disability check, but you cannot work over X number of hours. Well, they don't say hours. They say you cannot make X amount of dollars. If you do make X amount of dollars and go over, we will begin to deduct it from your check. Okay? Here's the way I see that. If you go out there and you work, and let's say you're drawing that check of $700 a month, whatever it is for a disability, and you are working and bringing home dollars $1,500 a month, well, you've demonstrated that you're not disabled. You have a capability to work. Absolutely so, right. Have you at it. On disability and work at the same time. Well, now, I do have a ticket to work program, but that's different. But you're only allowed to do so much, and as a matter of fact, I think that I think that one of our members participates in that. But the same with food stamps. Okay, if you agree to take the food stamps and you agree to take the card, then you should agree to terms and conditions. The supplemental nutrition program is just that. Is a little Debbie cake nutritious? No. Should the government, me, or any other taxpayer have to pay for your sweet tooth? The answer is no. Okay? If you want a box of little Debbie cakes or you want the Coca-Colas, then you take your money and buy it. It is a want, not a need. Okay? A need is fruits, vegetables, uh, lean meats, and no, me and the boss lady did not discuss this beforehand. I want you all to know we don't discuss the programming beforehand. Most of the time she has no idea what I'm going to talk about. I don't tell her. Because as a matter of fact, she told me last night, well, it'd be nice if I knew what you're going to talk about before you talk about it. Huh. No, it's more fun to get put on the spot because I'm the one putting you on the spot. Duh. Anyway, uh, but the point is, is that. that so it's more fun for you, but not necessarily for her. That's the point. Well, for any for any of y'all, most of y'all don't know what I'm going to talk about before we talk about it. We did tonight because I want everybody to be prepared for this one. But, okay, so, Jill, I, I'm going to come to you with this because you, you think it's being a nanny state. So if 
it's a supplemental program, meaning it's to enhance, just like SSI is a supplemental program, not designed to be your only source of retirement. Okay, with food stamps, it's a supplemental program. So the government is saying, look, we'll help you survive. So you're telling me that a family can go in there and let's say that they spend a third of their, let's say they got $600, okay? And they spend 150 on it throughout the month on sodas and Little Debbie cakes and ramen noodles and crap that's just exactly that, crap. Should the government be supplying that habit, or should the government say, okay, much like the WIC program, listen, if they would do food stamps like WIC, I'd be a happy guy. This is what you can buy with this stuff. We're not telling you you can't have other things. We're telling you you're not going to buy it with the government, though, with the taxpayer's money. Okay. They already do that. They already do that with regards to anything that yeah. is that, that, that you can't buy. Uh, they don't. Or cigarettes or anything. No. Like, already regulated they, they those don't. things. We're talking about food. Products. You can't We're buy talking. any kind of... Um, of uh, um, personal care products. You can't buy deodorant. You can't buy shampoo or conditioner. Jill, it's, it's called food. Bad. It's called food. Right. Stamps, uh, which is point. Those are all things you're spending your money that you're earning on or that you're getting. It's still an expense unless you want to walk response? around selling gross people all the time. Here's is my it, suggestion. Is it? Okay, here's my suggestion. And I agree with Ted Cruz in this regard, and I will bring it up right now because he used the word. He says, "I don't have a problem with with somebody who's having a difficult time in their life because it can happen to all of us." There, but before the grace of God goes, I. So his I comment agree. was, "I think that it should be used as a trampoline type of effect to help people to bounce back so that they can get on their feet." Okay, so we it agree. Be a temporary situation. We agree. <coughs> I think there should be. But I don't. But as to what they determine, if the government's going to say, okay, you've got to make this much money under the poverty level, and they're going to set all these ramifications and everything before you qualify, once a person qualifies, because that, I don't know how it works in your state, because these programs are, for the most part, controlled and run by the state, okay? Within uh, guidelines, yes. Different in that regard. So, and all. I will go ahead and tell you that all Republican states are run basically the same. same Indiana, okay. and, Indiana and Tennessee is identical. I didn't know that. Huh? Indiana and Tennessee's are almost identical. Okay, okay. Well, that being said, um, you know, you have to have a certain amount of income or whatever to qualify for this, that, or ever, how much. Um, I think that they would be better off, instead of saying you can't buy this, I think they would be much better off to have them required if they're going, you know, they want to put them on job training programs. Why don't they make them required to go to a, a nutritional program? Because it won't do anything. And learn mm-hmm. about nutrition. And because uh, you're it's generational. Okay, so you're just saying these people are dumb rocks, dumber than a box of rocks, and it's pointless to even bother. No, no, I'm saying that not, if you not, agree to not, accept they're not, they're it. They're worthless. They're, not, they're worth nothing but a ba- box of macaroni and a, ba- and a bag of cheese. Can I, can I say something, please? Thank you. <laughs> I stood, I have been quiet for the last half hour listening to this bullshit. Now, I'm going to say something. 
I stood behind somebody in Dollar General a couple months ago, and she bought at least $30 of chips, dips, soda, candy. You telling me these people are going to sit in a nutritional class? No, it doesn't work, and it won't work. Okay. Well, now so, I do think it would. I do think okay. it would help. So what? If they if they want to take a day and spend ten or fifteen or even twenty dollars on a, on candy and pop, who's that? Is that hurting you? It's not their money. They're only going to get so much money per month, and that's not going to change based on what they eat. So who gives a shit if they want to pile a bunch of nonsense in their body? I'm paying for it. That's why. Uh, well, so what? You're going to pay to keep them healthy? Okay. Let me ask you a question, Jill. Hold up. Everybody stop. I'm done. We are having to pay to keep them healthy through That's Medicaid. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And okay. the kids have rotten teeth. We have to pay to put, replace I'm their teeth. Right. And they have diabetics. They're di- they have diabetes, and okay. and we yep. have to treat all that. Which in uh, in the see. long run drives up healthcare costs for everyone. Okay, and Thank is everybody you. on this call fit and trim, and doesn't have good stuff? Because unless you're willing to be there and be that person, well, I'm I'm food, Jill, the government that- isn't giving me the money to buy the food. Or are they mine? Or are they mine? But you know what? If I was in a position of being in a in a bad situation where I needed I needed that for myself, I'll be damned if I would want them to tell me what I'm allowed to have or not have to put in my own mouth and my stomach. And oh, you have the right line. You have the right. Then don't take the money. You have the right not to take the funds. I do think. And and this is the bottom line of it, okay? And then we're going to get back on track. I think the government, i.e. the watch, watch carers of the tax dollar, has the right that if you choose to accept a nutritional program's money, okay, and you're saying, okay, I need this money to help keep my family healthy and fed, fine. Then you have, you accept those restrictions of, okay, you can buy meats, you can buy cheeses, you can buy all this stuff, but you can't buy Little Debbie cakes. You can't buy cookies. You can't buy ice cream. You can't buy basically dessert stuff. And if you want those things... You tell yes, your yes. child you can never buy in those things. Well, you know what? Number one... Unless you're willing to do it, don't do it to somebody else. Uh-oh. Really? She hung up again. <laughs> well, she didn't hang yeah, up. Yeah, really. But listen. Yeah, really, because it could happen to anybody. It could, and you know what? Those cakes and those cokes and that stuff is a want, not a need. And yes, let me tell you, I've told my children more than it's once that they no couldn't have something like that because I couldn't afford it. At all, zero nutritional value. So, really. And and the point is is that I've had to tell my kids no many times because I couldn't afford it, okay? And then, and then they, they, the more we give them money to spend on this crap, the more they buy cigarettes, the more they get tattoos, the more they get uh, rims for their damn cars. So, yes, These people I do are think. Doing without. Okay, hold on a second. Um, honey bun, honey bun, got a question for you. 
And and just so y'all know, she works in the medical field. She's an RN. And so there you go. And she may not know the answer to this. She doesn't know what I'm about to ask. So is there a correlation between people in the poverty level that would likely receive food stamps, government uh, insurance, et cetera, and obesity and health issues? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yep. now, nobody's saying this is all related to food stamps, so I don't want anybody to think that. But if it wasn't, if the food stamp program, let's say that the food stamp program was exactly like WIC, okay, maybe not as stringent as WIC, but similar to it, okay, would any of that help? I think it would because you um the thing is 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 you see a lot of people on food stamps buying the junk. You don't see them buying fresh fruits yeah. and vegetables and things that are nutritious. Right. They're exactly. buying the junk. Yep. Or or you turn around and see them buying lobster and steaks and then selling it. Really? So that's interesting. Oh. I've never ever seen that up here. I've never witnessed it up here. You've yeah. never yeah. seen anybody buying junk food? Uh, yeah. Well, no, I have not seen people doing that stuff around here. Yes, I don't even people that go into Dollar General doing that stuff, buying a bunch of junk all the time. I don't. Do you pay them. attention to that stuff? Unless there's, unless there's a learning disability or something along that line, I just don't see it. And yet, learning disability. I've paid attention. Learning disability. I've I've been all over this country and I watch people everywhere I go. Okay? I watch in Walmart, I watch in the Dollar General, I watch in Publix. Publix doesn't really have a lot of food stamp recipients in there. They said that no. nearly only about two percent of their yeah. grocery comes from food stamps. It's kind of interesting when I went asking. Yeah. The well, the number one recipient of food stamps for groceries. Expensive is Walmart. Yep. The number two recipient of food stamps for groceries is Kroger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The number three one is Albertsons. And the only reason that Kroger overtook Albertsons, because Albertsons is the second largest grocery uh, provider in the United States, the only right. reason they overtook them is because they purchased four grocery chains uh, that were all heavy, with the exception of Trader Joe's. They bought Trader Joe's and... Uh, Trader Joe's food stamp budget wasn't that much. But anyway, so back to the the box idea. While I don't think the box idea is practical in the way that Trump has suggested it, go to these centers and pick up your box, I do think that meals in a box would be. And basically and I know Walmart right now there's a public a pilot program in, in Arizona with Blue Apron. Blue Apron is running a pilot program with the USDA that people that receive food stamps can order their food online. Okay, and they go in and they pick their meals and what they want and blah, 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 and then off it goes. Here was the catch-22 to be in this program. Your card only works with this program, and guess what they don't offer? They don't offer the junk food. They don't offer the sodas. They do offer... Uh, all the other stuff, sweet tea, you know, stuff like that. They 
well, which is basically a southern thing, but uh, Blue Apron does offer it. And what Blue Apron has agreed to do is make it ecumenical for people on food stamps. And so when they finish testing this program in 2018, they're going to finish it this year, they hope to roll it out to a third of the, or they're going to do a fourth of the states in 2019, a fourth in 2020, a fourth in 2021, a fourth in 2022, unless Trump gets what he wants. Um, and basically, it's going to be real of, good for Blue Apron now, ain't it? I'm sorry? I said it's going to be real good for Blue Apron, isn't it? How'd you like to be well, it's, yeah. it's good for Blue Apron right now, but they will open it up because Walmart is in the process of putting together a program, which is actually why they have started the grocery pickup to get their employees used to putting this stuff together. Yeah, Kroger's because, here delivers. Well, why don't they go as far as using, say, Nutrisystem or Jenny uh, Craig and those sorts of box meals? Well, I know that they've they've toyed around with that. They've also looked at what Meals on Wheels is doing because, you know, Meals on Wheels totally revamped everything they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, and then and, the people that do have money can go to the store and buy Campbell's soup that's got GMOs in it. Oh, God. It's the truth. Look on their label. Well, Jill, when you grow a second, when you get, when you grow a second head, then you worry about GMOs. But for the most part, GMOs are as harmless as um, vaccines. What? Wait, 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 wait. We're not going to get into the, hey, we're not going to get into the vaccine. We're not going to get into the vaccine discussion because you will find that I am a zero fan of vaccines. Zero. I understand that. I, I will, I allowed my children to have certain ones because they help in keeping certain diseases, keeping certain diseases eradicated, but there were others that I told them no. Um, as a matter of fact, we think that a vaccine is what helped exacerbate my daughter's condition. Yep. And so um, I am I am no fan of vaccines. And At I will all, tell you people. To the do, almighty dollar, every bit of it. Jill? Yes, sir. Okay. Participate in the discussion. I want you to, but every time you get mad, and you click that phone. It clicks over the thing, and we can hear it click. Oh, click, that's click, my click. mute button. Okay, now back to the food stamp program. If the government, if the taxpayer has to foot the bill for this, and the taxpayer does foot the bill for this, okay, I think there should be limits. Do I think everything ought to be limited in a store? No. Do I think that they should limit the Little Debbie cakes and all that, you know, cakes and ice creams and things like that? Yes. But you have to do it within reason. So there are some things that you're just not going to be 100% sure about. Okay, so there are some stuff out there. But the majority of the stuff can be limited. And if you're accepting a government dollar, it should be. Hello. Hello. You lost somebody. I was going to say, who hung up? 
No, you didn't lose anybody. I hit the mute button this time. Anyway, so what what is the problem? I mean, why is it such a detriment? And and Jill, this is directed at you. Why would it be a detriment to restrict what can be purchased using the SNAP benefits program? Because you still have the ability to use your own resources to buy those other things. Why should the government support them? More importantly, why should the taxpayer have to support your wants? No, no, no. Go back to what you the middle question, which is that there is a dollar figure that people have to be under the poverty level before okay. they ever even qualify. Why is that a, why is that a problem? Well, you keep talking about them using extra money that they have to buy these extra Listen, things, I'm, I'm, I'm just and gonna they tell don't you necessarily have extra money I'm, by the time they take care of bills for their home. I'm, I'm just going to tell you, you something. You I used to, the price of cable and, and phone and, and things lately. Cable is out loud. Cable is a Electric charges, water interrupts, it all adds up. It may very well. I'm not disputing that, but I'm going to say If you want to drive a car, I mean, it's just... Fine. But at the end of the day, and, and this is this is where my sympathy ran out, okay? This is exactly where my sympathy ran out. I know. There was a study. People abusing the system, and that's where I go back to the same thing. Listen, it's fine with people. Is that the bad Every, people always make it bad for those that aren't. Everybody's... Listen, there's always going to be an abuse in everything you do. It, it's just the way it is. I don't even have a problem with that. They'll catch those. Okay. I do think they need to enforce that a little better, but they're getting better on it. Tennessee just busted, busted a bunch of people. Okay. Yep. They're getting better. Well, you but, know what, Fabian, as a grandmother, when, I wouldn't ever want to be, and I, I always try to put myself in the shoes of other people. Because like I said, you know, with my retirement, I am not on food stamps. But I guess what I'm saying is is that I, if I was ever in a position where I couldn't afford to buy my grandchildren an Easter basket because it has candy in it, that would break my heart. Okay. And I think you it's know? those kind of things. It's those kind of things, though, that we have to think about. When no, we it's want not. To put on you don't, you don't put emotion in this stuff. You put the practicality in it. Is an Easter basket with candy in it a necessity if you can't afford the basic necessities? The answer is no. Sometimes you have to say no. Okay. And before anybody thinks I'm cold and heartless, I will be glad to put hey, any that's on of you. My it's children. not on me. I've already sp- spoken the way I feel about it. I will put I will put any of my children on here, and they will all tell you that there have been times that Dad has had to say no over things that it did bother me that I had to say no. But I didn't have the government to. That's what's wrong with our kids today. And, the parents don't say no. And they don't ever not. say no, but that's not where I'm coming from at all. There's a difference between disciplining your children and rewarding them or giving them a gift at a holiday. Big difference. Sorry, okay, so, you can't afford it. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. It, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. No, hang on. First of all, sense. you can't. You can't buy an Easter basket with basket with food stamps. At least I don't think you can. I know there's some you can, but anyway. no. But there you can buy candy. Okay, but here's the thing. Okay. Oh yes, you can at the dollar stores. You can. Okay. Well, there you go. If here's the here's the gist of this, and this is my whole point. Okay, there was a study released in 2015 that showed that 86 percent of persons that receive SNAP benefits were smokers, 
for tobacco users. That's an exponentially high number. So let's take that into account. Let's say that you are a tobacco user that uses, let's just say you smoke one pack of tobacco, one pack of cigarettes a week, and if you do tobacco, you do the equivalent in a week. Well, that is, now here in this state, would be about six bucks if you're getting the good cigarettes, if there is such a thing. So six bucks and six bucks for a couple of cans of skull, chewing back or whatever it is. Okay, you do that 52 weeks a year. Okay. Anybody got the, the numbers on that? In case you didn't, I'll give you the math. That's $316. There's enough for a box of snacks, cakes, snack cakes a week and a thing of drinks. There's that Easter basket. The point being is that it's not my responsibility or the taxpayer's responsibility to buy people things that they want. If we have to help keep people up and keep them healthy and help them get over that rough patch, then fine. I'm okay with that. And we give them the SNAP program. But it is stuff to keep them healthy so that they can find jobs and so that they can support their families and get back that way. It is not so that I can provide them a Coca-Cola and a little Debbie cake. If they want that, they'll pay for that out of their own money. Okay, if they don't have that money because they have lots, cable, phone, etc., then maybe they should look at cutting out the cable and the phone, given that those are not needs or necessities, those are wants. And that's just the way it is. Okay. I think that would have... be a lot more concerned about what we are teaching our children as opposed to what we're taking away from people. Oh, I know exactly what we need to be teaching them. We need to teach them to get off their ass and go to work. And that's a, that's simple. And if we teach them that, and we teach them not to expect a handout from somebody and that they're supposed to earn it. And then nobody owes them anything. That's the thing. People get in these welfare dependency cycles, and they think, oh, well, the world owes me something. I'm sorry, the world don't owe you jack diddly squat. Okay, and so then when out come the minorities in the urban cities that have been uh, you know, turned away from job after job after job after job. I'm just, I'm being the devil's advocate with you. Okay, that's fine. You know what? Hang on. You know what? So what if they're turned away? If they're turned away because of their color, then they need to go and fight that because that's wrong. But the truth is, they're not turned away because of their color. They're turned away because of their culture. I don't know how many people came for jobs inter- job interviews with me over a space of 20 years that I turned away not because of the color of their skin, but how they presented themselves. Okay? So if you want to teach something, let's teach something. I agree with teaching nutrition. Believe it or not, I agree with that. Most people aren't going to pay attention. Most people aren't going to participate. Most people aren't going to care. They'll do it just because they have to. But if we want to teach something, we need to teach people how to interview. We need to teach people how to be professional and how to present themselves in the business world. And teach Maybe how them to handle how, a checkbook and balance it would be a good idea, too. Having Well, that goes back to teaching them how to count. But the point being is that there's many facets on this. And just with the food stamp program, the food stamp program as it is now is leading to obesity. It's leading to juvenile diabetes, diabetes, uh, the other type of the type 1 and type 2 diabetes. It's leading to higher cost of living because you have higher insurance costs, higher dental costs. I'm going to give you an example. A relative of mine is about to go for a major surgery on her mouth, okay? Because, well, the truth is she has uh, uh, 
lot of cavities, and a couple of them are going to be pulled out, root canals. Um, I'd like all of you to know that you will be paying that bill. Okay? Now, if this particular one is having that same procedure, how many more do you think are having those same procedures that we're paying for? So, yes, it is a direct correlation between food stamps and how uh, everything else runs. Look at the WIC program. The WIC program, yeah, it's a Medicaid, dental work to be done? For children, yes. A child is covered, and a child, by the way, under the CHIP system, the one that they just approved for six more years, is considered a child until the ripe old age of 26. If a child's teeth aren't taken care of, is that the fault of the child or is that the fault of the parents? It's actually both. It's the fault of the parents for not teaching the child. And enforcing it. Okay. So, listen, I'm not I'm not putting that on anybody. I'm just saying that part of that reason, and in this case, I'm well aware of what that reason is, and it's not necessarily because of lack of care. It's because excessive uh, stuff on the teeth. Well, Sweet and there's junk. some people, too, that are just prone to having problems with teeth just genetically. Maybe, but the point is is that we're talking about food stamps and we're talking about how we need to improve the system because the way it's working now, it isn't working. We're causing ourselves more problems. Now, yes, I'm obese because I made myself that way because I have an office job that sit on my ass for three years. Okay. How I feel about it, though, is the overpopulation of this country that's being allowed by the immigration system. And until they clean that up, I really don't have anything more to say about food stamps because I think it's the government's fault for allowing all of it. I personally do. You know, you want to talk about responsibility and who's responsible for this and who's responsible for that. We have a government system that can't even be responsible for a federal budget. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm glad you bring that up. Somebody want to tell me what the government is? I think it's government of the people, for the people. And what's that last one? What is that last one? That's it. By the people. And by those people that are elected. And, again, if you tell me how many people have I gone out to register to vote, listen, I'm here to tell you right now, that doesn't excuse the $20 trillion of debt that we have right now. It doesn't. With all how many people? congressmen that have been elected, I'm sorry, you can't trust that many Americans. But how many people? How many people did you go talk to this week and say, you know what, I really need to get you involved. Let me get you a voter registration card. Here's why we need to be involved. Here's why you need to make sure you cast your vote. How many people did you do that to this week? There again, it's how many, the same uh, question you no, no, no. over and over no, again. No, no. Again. Don't. Don't go attack the government when you are the government and you're the one responsible for who's up there. And, and, How many and people? I can walk on, on to the front steps of the White House and tell them they need to get their fist glasses together. Give me a break. Um, you can walk to the, to the front of the White that? House and tell them. When are you ready yeah. to go? Because I'll tell you what, I, I'm fine. Pick me up whenever you're ready to go. Hey, Jill, I used yeah. to work in the White House. I've been in the building. I don't have to go stand in front of it. Yeah. And you know what? I did my so you part, work and I do my but part. You don't anymore. My point is, I bet you I can still get the damn door. Front of the White House, you can't do it. It's that simple. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. Guarantee it. It's your, it's your fault. It's my fault. It's everybody on this call's fault for putting people in office 
who don't know what they're doing. Don't blame Washington. You've got to look in the mirror and blame yourself. Don't sit here and tell me, well, it's the people in office. Who put them in office? You did. We did. I did. And in some cases, lack of voting did. That's right. Listen, I want to happen. So here's here's my question, and I'm going to go back to Boss Lady for this one. If let, let's say that if we made one fundamental change to food stamps, let's say that we're we're going to appease Jill, okay? Jill's the big cheese, the big government cheese, is that? And we want to appease Jill, so we're not going to change the food stamp program, but we are going to require nutritional training, okay? This question is for the boss lady. How much would nutritional training or a class in nutrition, as was suggested earlier, how much would that make a difference? Um, I don't think that it's going to make. I'm I'm all about education, you know, for the for the patients. But um, honestly, I mean, I see it day in day out. Um, we provide nutritional training to to newly diagnosed diabetics. We provide nutritional training when they come in and um, their A1Cs are elevated, and it's lack of compliance. They're non-compliant. They know they know what they're supposed to eat and not eat. They know what they're supposed to do with their um, insulin and and. Uh, medications, but they they choose not to do it. So I can't say that that relying solely upon nutritional training is gonna is gonna do it. I think that doing like vouchers, kind of like the WIC program, is great because you're still giving them choices. They can choose what they what they want within certain guidelines. But again, I think that it is we have to we have to limit it to a point because again it affects everything it's driving up the cost of healthcare all the way around um you know but no i don't i don't think that nutritional training is going to is going to be the fix at all well while we're on the subject of healthcare why don't we talk about the what's charged in the united states for pharmaceuticals and why don't we talk about the CEOs of the health insurance companies and the multi, multi, multi-million dollar salaries that they're all given every year. Okay. Well, let me talk okay. to you about my I'll boss. About those things for a while. Uh, I, we're, you know what? Because tonight's program is about food stamps. I have the floor because it's my show. And uh, the food stamps is the shows tonight, but we are going to actually be talking about the price of pharmaceuticals in this country on an upcoming show. We're also going to be talking about cancer on an upcoming show because I do think those two are important. Now, pharmaceuticals, let's talk about my boss, Bertoli. He is the CEO of the company I work for, okay? He's the big cheese on the company I work for. He makes many, 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 many millions of dollars. He also oversees 15 very large companies, okay? He is responsible for making sure that those companies turn somewhat of a profit, okay, all of them. He is responsible for nearly 18,000 employees, okay? 
So why should he not uh, be compensated for doing that? And that compensation should equate to millions and millions and millions of dollars? If that's what the board of directors sees fit to pay him, yes. If he is earning that money and the board of directors sees fit to pay him that, yes. Hey, you hey, go look at, I, got one, I got one word for you. What's the show that they do, The Undercover Boss? Who's the one that always gets a lesson at the end of that show? Really? You're going to use a scripted show? I am, because I look at the majority, not the minority. It's a scripted show. Uh-huh. They're all okay. staged. And it's a, it's a first of all, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, we're about to get me on my soapbox. First of all, this is a capitalistic society, okay? The markets rule the day. If they want to pay that CEO $50 million to do his job and the market supports it and people are willing to use the product, then so be it. Okay, I have no problem with it. Granted, they don't pay me near enough. Matter of fact, they gave me a pay cut. But I have a job, okay? And my company's being spun off, so, you know, we deal with all that. But I have a job. I'm happy with that job, and I don't have near the responsibility that he does. I don't want the responsibility that he does. Okay, I'm happy to be the little supervisor over the 200 people that I see. Now, having said that, it's like this right here, okay? Same with pharmaceuticals, okay? Pharmaceutical companies spend billions in research and development, billions, Okay? They will have a product, for example, Tylenol. Do you realize that before Tylenol ever hit the market, Tylenol was in research and development for nearly 30 years. By the time it got to market, the patent on it, because remember, a patent only lasts for 17 years. Okay, so however long it takes them to get it to market, they've got until the end of that 17 years, and then people can replicate the product. Okay, so if you ever wonder why a new drug comes out and you don't see a generic right away, the reason is this company has to recoup their losses. Now, what a lot of companies, pharmaceuticals, have been doing is they are coming out with the generic shortly after they come out with the chemical or the uh, name brand uh, so that they can garner both. And they do sell it a little bit cheaper, but here's why they sell it cheaper. For any of you that really want to know how this works, the binding agents are different in a name yep. brand product versus the one that's marketed under its chemical name. By the way, right. generics are all marketed under their chemical name, and the binders are different. The binders in name brand medication are a lot gentler on your stomach and have a lot less side effects. On the generics, they usually are talc. It's usually talc that is the binding agent in generics. Now, as far as why they're so expensive, so they're, why they're so expensive in the United States, because generally the United States is the largest market, and when they sell outside of the country to other countries, they do so. Number one, most of the pills that get sold outside of the country don't meet the standards of the United States. Same product just doesn't meet the standards, so they sell it at a discounted rate to also help recoup their money. Secondly, they will have a company if they, for example, AIDS drugs in Africa. There's a company that is used to produce them outside of the United States, not produced inside of the United States, doesn't have the same requirements, doesn't have the same binding requirements, so it can be sold a lot cheaper. 
So people need to understand that this works in multifacets. And yes, and I'll tell you another reason that drugs are so expensive, insurance. If you work out an arrangement where you're not paying for that drug and going through insurance, you can get it a lot cheaper. Just the same with medical care. If you have a hospital in your area that is a cash-only hospital, you should go to them and ask them about a knee replacement. And then call your insurance company and ask them about a knee replacement. You're going to see that the cash price of a knee replacement is $15,000. The insurance price of a knee replacement is 42000 Just saying. So, yes, there are things that we can do, Jill, but tonight's topic is food stamps, and we will talk about pharmaceuticals, okay? Um I'm just but, looking at some of the higher earners, I guess, at this point um, what is the pro- in the country. But, but what is the problem with that? Because it sounds to me like I, you're I don't, a Democrat. I don't foresee that there's any problem in, until it becomes exorbitant, Fabian. I'm sorry, Mr. Mr. But why is it your why is it why is it okay, Warren Buffett? Let's use Warren Buffett as an because example. you've got people that are living under the poverty level. Look, I tell why you is what, it Warren Buffett's you know problem? What? It's fine. It's fine. Let's just keep doing what, the same thing that we're doing, and keep doing that with people and 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 so forth, and make all your little rules and take away more and more freedoms. In other words, to purchase things that are simple basic needs like food and clothing and shelter. And when the time comes that all of our freedom is gone, you can remember me. Because you give the people an inch and they take a mile. You sound to me like a liberal right now. Well, but if you don't look, no, 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 no. If you don't look at what the left, the radical progressive left is doing to try to take away our freedoms, then you're missing it. You talk about what have you? Have you, have you heard the, um, the, the, the okay. and they still have choice? Have you heard they the latest Stephen Crowder program with Dennis Prager? You should I hear it. <laughs> okay. okay, you watch some videos. What have you done, Jill? Or um, Bean or whatever? What have, me, what have I done? In what regard? At what point in time in my life? Would you like to know about? What have you done in the last six months to help out the world community? You mean what money I've donated out? No, Would you I don't like care to about give you the names of the organizations? Is that what you want? I don't care about that. What have you done personally besides give you money? What have you done? Have you gone knocking on? Have I done as far as money? Uh, well, let's see. I had a I did a meet and greet up here the, up, up in the town what where I live. I did a meet and greet for the Constitutional Conservative in my party that's running for the sixth congressional district against Mike Pence's brother Greg, older brother Greg, which by the way is paying for his. Uh, well, uh, Mike Pence is paying for his election. What have you done, Joe? Come on, tell me. What have you done? Have you knocked on doors? Have you Listen, had a big when you've got COPD, you come talk to me about how you can go knocking on doors regularly. Well, I'm not posing this. Well, that's what I've got. Are. So until you've got health issues, like I have health issues, please don't do that. Because you're going to be in tree. You want to compare me to who? Come on, Joe. You better do this. I don't want excuses. Come on, Joe. 
I don't want excuses. Tell me, what have you done? How many doors have you knocked on in the last week and said, listen, Ted Cruz is our president. Mark, she has COPD. She's not going to be knocking on doors, but she can't make phone calls. Absolutely, I can make phone calls, and I have made phone calls into my district. Thank you very much. So, I'm on top of my district elections. Are you? Do you know who's running in your district for the House? Matter of fact, I do. I do. I know who's running in most of Everyone on this call now? Matter of fact, most of us do. Well, then, you know, that's fine. Then we're all in the same boat. Don't try to make me out to be the bad guy because I'm calling out some CEOs making millions and millions of dollars. And you well, guys you're, you're taking a liberal view. Everybody should eat. How does, that, how does that hurt you? Does it hurt you personally? It, no, but it, it's, everything in this world isn't always about me. It's but, about so other talking, people. That's but, what we're talking okay. about. We're talking the about societal issues here, not what's uh, uh, just about me. This nothing has to do about me until Mark brought me into it and what I had done. No, Actually, it, no, Jill, Jill, it is about you because you made a statement about how all these CEOs are making millions of dollars. How does that hurt you personally? It's not about – it has nothing to do with how it affects me. It doesn't affect me. But I think because I – because if you want to put a regulation on somebody, you're talking about regulating the food that people eat. If you want to do that to somebody, then by God, you better be willing to put yourself in their shoes and think about how you'd feel if it was you in that position. That's what I said earlier that I try to do. There's nothing wrong with okay. that. Okay, okay. Why doesn't Ted Cruz give up his annual salary? Okay? That offends me. That offends me. Why does why doesn't Cruz give up his annual salary? Yeah, he makes What has Ted Cruz got to do with he anything? Makes, well, you're saying CEOs, he's he's a senator, he's a big time senator. He makes millions. Give it up, Ted. He doesn't make millions. Okay, well, no, I, I have to I have to defend at least part of Ted on here. He does. He last year he made three million dollars, um, but only two hundred seventy nine thousand of that was the public dole as a senator. Uh, the rest of it he made on his own, so I'll give him that. Um, but here's here's my question, Jill. Okay, because you're 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 sounding like a liberal right now. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. I have a heart for people that are poor. See, because, this is, listen, but here's I'm not the a deal. Republican. I, if, unless I didn't make myself clear when we all first met, I don't subscribe to either one of the political parties. Because well, if that's the case, the then the statement you said. We're having this so, conversation. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, hold on, because uh, I've got to call you out on that. Because not five minutes ago, you <laughs> said the guy running in my party. Okay. That means you identified as a Republican right then in my party run against Greg Pence, which, oh, by the way, is being paid for by Mike Pence. For election, that's right. And that's the way I do it each time that there's an election that comes up. I don't choose the party. I well, choose the person that I believe is going to best represent. Well, back to back to the original point. You're talking mm-hmm. like a liberal because you're saying that people making money, people making millions of dollars – 
is keeping other people down, and poor people should be able to participate in that. Well, here's the deal, okay? If there's poor people out there, then they need to do what they need to do so that they're not poor. If that means listen to Dave Ramsey and follow his baby steps to get out of debt so that you're not poor, fine. Turn I it totally on. agree. If, I it, totally agree. if it's about getting an education, listen, most states now offer adult tuition free to any technical college in the in the state. Okay? Right. Get your ass in a technical college and learn one of those skills that are paying high money. Become a plumber. I totally agree. Okay. Okay, then stop talking to me, stop talking to me about what CEOs make, period. I don't want to hear it because you know what? They've earned it. They've made the money. They've gotten to the point that they can earn it. Okay, and if I ever get to the point where I can earn it as a CEO, you're damn right. I'm going to take every bit of it to the bank. You're not touching their money. You're talking about touching somebody else's. Okay. That's my I'm choice. talking about touching. I'm talking about you do this. If you want, you, no, no. They've already qualified as my point. Well, i got news for you. That government money that's being handed out on the food stamp program belongs to me. And you know what? You're damn right. I'm going to put some regulation on it because the truth is. If they've never worked, they haven't paid in. If if I'm a taxpayer, it is my money. If you're a taxpayer, it is your money. And you're damn right because why should somebody. It's their money. Why should somebody. No, it's not. Why should somebody else. Somebody might have gotten laid off on their job and needed food stamps. Okay, so when fine. you try to take if, the whole system and you take bad people, these people that are wherever you're seeing them, running around eating Twinkies and buying lobsters, that I don't see that here. Okay, but you're it happens. It's, it's, maybe it's, it's rampant everywhere. everywhere. But this is the deal, okay? And and this is gonna this is Jesus. gonna bring us to this is gonna bring us to the close. We'll do we'll do uh, PST after dark. Can but here's can the deal. I said, uh, I'm, I'm going to give everybody one last final thought, so just hang on. We do final thoughts now, so we're going to give everybody a final, final thought. But this is the deal. If you accept government money, you accept the strings that come with it. Our job is to keep you healthy. Our job is to make sure that you're in an okay place until you can get back on your feet. That means providing you with a nutritious meal, helping you out with that. Okay, it's a supplement. If you want the extra stuff, then you go get it out of your own damn pocket. If you don't have the money to get it out of your pocket, well, then you have skip it. That's the way it is. You skip over getting it because you ain't got the money. And if you want it and you can't afford it, then you get a job and you make yourself to where you can afford it. Okay? Don't envy after what other people have. Pull up yourself up by the bootstraps. And I'm going to tell you, I take a very dim view on this topic, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when I needed it and I had two little boys to worry about feeding, I was too damn white and made $6 too much in the previous year to qualify for any damn thing. So as far as I'm concerned, you can pull your ass up by your bootstraps, and I don't care who you are. Okay? That's the Bible says, the Bible says, listen, everybody here. Things are rooted every, now in your own, your own personal dealings. It may be. But okay. guess what? That's, Let how me use, it, that's how it works with you. I get that. Let, you know, it ain't how it works with me. It's how it works with the system. And I'm going to give you a Bible quote. Okay? People want to talk the Bible. Let's talk the Bible. Because, number one, Jesus didn't like handouts. He believed that if you did not work, you did not eat. Pure and simple. Okay? It's the way it is. So, and it also if we, says that if, if somebody asks you for your shirt, you should give them your clothes. We too. do. And that's exactly right. You help them. It doesn't say that we provide them with Twinkies and Diet Cokes because that is not the responsibility of the people. It is a responsibility to help you fulfill your needs. A Diet Coke and a Twinkie is not a need. Okay, healthy food is. As a matter of fact, the Bible talks against that kind of hey, stuff. Hey, Fabian, you know what? To bring the churches up in this, 
churches, a lot of them are not really doing much to help people that are widows and You're poor nowadays. Listen, okay, they're I'm not doing that. i in a situation where I was in need. Well, wait a minute. You were able to bring up yours. And I went it's to my, my show. And my church didn't help. So, you know what? You can just back off of that one for me. Really? Because the Bible's good for you any other time. It ain't good for you now because it didn't help you? Oh, so it's personal for well, you, but that's how that you operate. Church. There's a but that's how you operate. See? Isn't that what you just said to me? So I didn't say the Bible. I said if we're going to have if we're going to have this discussion, listen. I have preached to the top of my lungs to get more churches involved. I have pushed it. I have tried to get it done. I have I have argued it. I have went in front of a ecumenical council. Listen, I I understand because I have lobbied for this because I do believe that it's private industries and charities that should do the lion's share of this work. As a matter of fact. Well, never mind. That's not ready to come out. But but I plan to put my money where my mouth is and do something about it. So, yes, I, I do have a plan in the works to do something about it. But it is not the government's place to provide the extra stuff, period. You do want simple enough. You do want enough to get you by. You get people back up on your bootstraps. That is why it is, it is called. It is more than the government wouldn't have to do as much. That's all well, I'm I do happen to agree with that statement, and that statement could have been said an hour ago. But this is it right here, and this is my final thought on the whole matter. The government is the government. It is not their responsibility to take care of you. If a program is offered because the taxpayers want to be generous, then that's on them. Otherwise, then charities and churches should step up. If they don't, then there's a systemic problem in this country. Then your community should step up. I have seen a community and a church step up in the past week and a half. Okay? for someone that they didn't have to, and they did. So not all churches don't, not all churches do. Having said that, I want to thank everybody for tuning in this evening. This conversation is not over. We will resume it at another time. I uh, want to appreciate you all hanging around for this late edition of Political Straight Talk. I'm your host, the Political Superman, and I did say I'm going to give everybody a final thought. So... Here we go. We're going to start with Cat Lady. Final thought. Go. (laughs) I had to stop and think for a second. For the most part, I agree. I can see where Jill's coming from, and I I can see where you're coming from. With a lot of senior citizens that do get food stamps, most of them generally use their food stamps, as far as I know, on vegetables, meats, cheeses, lunch meat for sandwiches, bread, milk, and use their own money for snacks. That's all I'm going to say on it. Okay. Next up, Duracell. I have a quote. We're churning out a generation of poorly educated people with no skill, no ambition, no guidance, and no realistic expectations of what it means to go to work. Okay. Boss lady. Um, I think, like I said, I think we should limit it. Um, they should be able to choose nutritious foods. Um, 
shop the outside walls at Walmart um, in the grocery section. That's it. Um, I think doing that, again, is going to um, help with health care costs, help with the um, obesity epidemic, help with the um, rise of diabetics. Um, so I agree. I think we need to limit it. All right, Bean. Well, I think I pretty well made myself abundantly clear. Um, if not, let me just say that I um, I realize that there are problems in the country, and I realize that there are fiscal problems within the government, one of which is welfare and um, and so forth. And I do believe and, agree, and am in agreement that I'm sure there are people that are on the, the welfare system with food stamps who take advantage of it, A, and, and we know that or they wouldn't bother to need a fraud department, you know, what I'm saying, to try to catch people that are messing around with it or doing the wrong thing. Um, but you're going to have that in any circumstance, in any situation. It's like in a classroom. You're going to have your people or the kids that are going to be disruptive. And that's where I see this. There's a segment of the society that is being disruptive to a program that is beneficial in a big way for some people and some people that genuinely are in need. The, the area where I have a problem with this is when we begin to start feeling like we have the right to dictate basic needs. And to me, basic needs are food, clothing, and shelter. And um, as far as what they've done with cigarettes, they've taxed us to death to the point where people that can't afford cigarettes ha- wind up having to quit because it's a health issue. Well, let me tell you something. Fifty years ago, they promoted it in the movies. Doctors promoted it in their office because as a way to relax. So, you know, when you want to go around and you want to say all these things about what's good and what's bad and what's right for society, you have to realize that um, with time, everything changes. And the biggest change that I see and the biggest problem that we need to face in this country to fix, like what Barbara brought up, and, and some of these other things that even relate to people that take advantage of welfare and that are not working because they're choosing it rather than just being disabled or something, is that... It's the breakdown of the family unit. Until we get, learn how to try to correct the situation with fatherless homes, we're not going to get anywhere, and that's my take on all of it. Mason Jar. I have had nearly 20 years' experience in retail. I have gone from a lowly stalker to being a manager. And in my years of experience, I have seen the ugliness and the beauty of the welfare system. Where it stands today, unless you have faced the things that I am talking about, you don't know how the struggle is dealt with. There may be an old lady who's just trying to put food on their table, or there may be a young kid who got those stamps just because they were able to get them. Now, what we have in this country is corrupt and broken. 
because we have one party who has decided that they're going to use every opportunity to enslave their constituents for their basic needs. But once you face those front lines, once you check out those people, once you see those faces, you will never understand. Now, this country is broken. It's been broken for many, many generations. It's going to be, continue to be broken until we actually educate the people in the way they shall live or why they should be responsible for their own actions. The food stamp program is just the country saying, we need you. Now, it may be one political party saying, we need your votes. But it is us, the country, who is funding this program. Now, unless you have actually been on these front lines, your argument is mute. And that's where I'll end this. Okay. Did I catch everybody? Okay. Sounds like I did. Barbara's beating on something. I got a message that said she's drinking. So, anyway. Uh, having said that, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. <laughs> Remember, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank you, soldier. Police officer, fireman. Eh, occasionally those EMS workers ain't too bright, but sometimes you got to thank them, too, because they do drive the ambulance. So, without them, we wouldn't be able to do the things we do and to be safe doing it. Thank the families of your military and your first responders, for without them, we wouldn't have all volunteer situation for them to do and we'd have to be drafted uh, from on behalf of the roundtable and the political superman i'm saying good night everybody i figured it's gonna try that crap okay this is what happens when we go too long <laughs> And I try to reset it. Rog. Did you record it? Did you end the recording or no? No, not yet. I'm working on it. <laughs> Don't forget to thank your soldiers. Already did. Okay. I don't ever forget that. Just thought I'd throw that in again. Stand for something or fall for anything? <laughs> I don't ever forget that. I've been doing this show since 2006. I ain't forgot to do that once. Oh, I believe that. Will you shut disconnect already? Oh. This is, this is why we moved over to free conference call. 
By the way, y'all will notice I kept the uh, people at bay that would like to run their mouths on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. I did keep them at bay. I kept them locked out, and then Southeast Texas kept trying to get in. Every time he'd come on and un- every time he would come on and unmute himself, I would uh, connection. There we go. Now let's try it again. Maybe you might want to reach out to him and see if he wants to be a part of the program, and if so, kind of go over some guidelines with him. And you know, I'm willing to just be a listener for a change. He won't stick with it. You need more guys anyway, Fabian, <laughs> or uh, Mr. Yeah. Political straight talk. He won't stick with the program. Well, I am not sure which one it is, but I've certainly um, been confronted by some interesting characters. He's he's a All white right, person. Let's see if this works. He's not going to. Let's see if this works. Let's see. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> 